ATPOT. Dickie Boy's return. Middle of the month. We're a little late. But, you know, maybe this is like a uh, an early Christmas present. Yeah, Talking sure. about Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, so he's Eric. Hi, Eric. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. I've had better days, but yeah, yesterday was awesome, and today was a nut kick. Yeah. So. <laughs> tomorrow is my. Well, we're gonna drop this episode tomorrow on the fifteenth of December. So tomorrow, at this point, I'll either be recovering shortly or recovering in a very, very long period of time based off of what happens tomorrow. So, uh, anyway, okay, so. But let's not talk about that. Tonight we are going to talk about episodes 228 through 231, which came out in the month of November, and it is the 14th of December as we record this. We normally record these the last week of the month, like usually the Tuesday of the last episode that we record, or maybe that Monday before or the Wednesday, and uh, we just uh, have been off the last few months. Usually it's like we've only like a week off, but this last, I had surgery in November. You've been solo dad for pretty much like most of the last three months. Uh, and so, work, yeah, my work, my work uh, catalog has grown exponentially in the last like month. So all of a sudden the days that are like, oh yeah, it's cool. Like it just sneaks yeah. up on me super fast. So And we were going to do it Monday night, but then the Packers are playing Monday night, which that actually is... I probably... We probably should have recorded instead of watching that back again. <laughs> I will say that the Tommy Cutlets thing is is kind of funny. I will. God, his, and that his agent, agent dude is unbelievable. <laughs> Just can't be real. I was listening can't to a podcast. Sorry, current events, but I was listening to a podcast talking about the Vegas Vikings game on Sunday, and their suggestion was, "This is like the entertainment capital of the world." If they have like a really boring game like this, couldn't they just like call Celine or like, uh, you know, one of the uh, Cirque shows or something? And then at <laughs> halftime, say like, all right, guys, we're not going to play the second half of the game. We're just going to show you an amazing show. <laughs> Here's Celine Dion. <laughs> to be fair, they could have had an entire amazing show between the 20 yard line and the goal <laughs> line of either end of the field. And it would have been fine. <laughs> oh, funny. All right. Let's move on here. Episode 228, which was uh, Flaming flaming Thumbtacks that had uh, Coach Adrian Bias and Joe O'Brien on it. This was an episode that was hosted by you. Me. And had Josh and Joe versus Mr. Lux and Adrian. Uh, so, uh, Josh, he had, <laughs> Josh had, uh, owl sweats from when he was preparing to say his, uh, his owl catchphrase <laughs> with his who, I guess there must've been something early on where he had a who early in the game because he said that, uh, one of the comments I wrote down that he needs to to do uh stretches or, <laughs> or he was getting the sweats like like the owl sweats or something like that like the meat sweats yeah. did you did you have a who in the beginning of the game uh we did have a few who's we had a uh 
very criminally underrated uh, pre and post game of Wei Yin Chen Ming Wong. And uh, <laughs> that's right. That garnered, a, I think that might have garnered a who. And then uh, Jordan Tutu Atwell also garnered a who. That was, yeah. So this was the game that I think has perpetuated now one, uh, an idea that's been mentioned in a few other episodes. But this was the game when it was burst, first brought up um, two minutes for eating. For not, you know, two minutes on E for, for not skimming. reading. Yeah, for skimming. <laughs> um, uh, David, there was one in the middle of the game where I forget the reference. I wrote down these references, but I didn't. David doesn't know a name, but he knows the rhythm of the name. Yeah, so I was trying to remember the back end of that, and it might have been the way in Chen Meng Wong, because he was stuck on um, Wu Tang Clan as Wei Yin Chen. <laughs> and let me just tell you, so we just recorded David it on Lux. Tuesday. David Lux, David Lux lumps all Indians in as cricket fans. Like that guy is like low key a stereotyper. I'm just saying it right now. <laughs> oh, I will. This uh, I will. I will say. You keep an ear that out for that. I, I do not. Uh, I do not condone the uh, the the words and sayings of uh, Eric Walling, uh, Mr. Lux. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I'm just kidding, David. But sort of, but not really. Um, we had. I feel like the last handful of times that Adrian has been on a game, the. Um, the title has come from something that he says, and he is—he cracks me up because he's quiet in between. He is, and then he'll just pop on and say something that I just die laughing at. Yeah, he's low key right hilarious. Yeah. yeah, and so, flaming thumbtacks was a reference to the Titans logo, and I'd never thought of it like that. And we just all started dying laughing when it came up. So, so the uh, the third quarter, if I recall, was about NHL stuff. There was one of them that was about the second six. The, what was the third quarter? So that was actually in the second. Um, in the second quarter, we had a list of five uh, that were the second six with the most points as a franchise, or the next right. five teams. So anyway, no, that was the third quarter because I I record I. Uh, oh, you know that. what? I you're right. I swipped. I I'm sorry. I'm Swap going through on. my script and I flipped them because I asked them what order they would like it in. I said, do you want five on three in the third quarter or do you want David versus Goliath in the third quarter? And they uh-huh. said they wanted five on three. And so I flipped it, but the script still, I have to actually have the script sure. while we're talking. Script still shows David and Goliath in the third. So I like that uh, the second six is always one of my favorites. Like some people will um, in Minnesota specifically, they don't usually have it in other places, but they'll have like a hat that says the original six, you know, right. They'll have the six logos, that kind of thing. Well, mm-hmm. I and because the North Stars, uh, the second six was always the a big deal in Minnesota. So, so I knew a lot about that. But the one thing I wrote down here was, um, I loved that the quote: uh, "We have a but we have a bench warmer in Buffalo who hates everything about the Sabers and Buffalo." <laughs> that was because uh, so... Buffalo was one of the second six. I believe they're in the second six, right? And he's a Cowboys fan who hates the Cowboys. Yeah, so. That's a weird fan. We're a weird fandom. I always forget. Oh, that's right. Orlando Magic. And yes. Then, yeah. And he then tried still... to be a Mavericks fan, 
And he said he just couldn't get into it, so he just decided to stick with it. And a dude who was born in Philadelphia that's not a 76ers fan is kind of interesting. So at least I think he'd be the one Philadelphia, but fandom, but whatever. Um, I have a note here that says, bench warmer on guest crime as Josh Snipes show taking shots at Boston sports when answering about uh, hands down. It was late in the game. There's a sports etymology question. Okay. And all of a sudden the team explodes and I, and I was just like kind of unprompted. Um, and I was dying laughing in the background that Josh said, you know, you know, hands down, like hands down, Boston fans are the whiny or like Boston sports fans are the most entitled sports fans in the world. And, and I was like, wow, that was like, you got that. You guys are getting along just fine. Yeah. So, you just <laughs> took a shot at your partner there, bud. <laughs> it was the last question. So, I mean, if you're going to do it at all, do it in the last question. There you yeah, go. There's your strategy. True. You want to nuke your, your teammate. Wait till the last question of the game. Sure. Words to live by. So those are the comments that I had written down. What did you have written down for the game? Um, I pretty much just, you know, was going back through the game and, and marveling at my, at the, what a beautiful game I wrote. Oh, sure. Um, I I even included a hockey game in there. Um, mm-hmm. We and not so difficult halftime about um, that was fun looking up of former sports relationships that didn't work out that well. Um, yeah. that was fun. And then, um, yeah, it's always great when I can confuse people with a good golf question, which is just prepare for a golf question if I'm writing a game. So what was that? Um, I forget that one. It was about partnerships in the Ryder Cup. I had literally just yes, I had returned the Tuesday before from Rome, and I was mm-hmm. still like way off. Like I think the first day I got back, I slept like ten hours, and so I was still way off, way out of it. Um, and I I finished up the game like the night before, and I I needed one more question, and I'm like, it's going to be Ryder Cup, so there you go. Why not, right? Yeah, <laughs> near and dear to my heart. So yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, let's so. move on to episode two twenty nine, which was uh, Wendell Scott Legend. Wendell Scott. Um, that was a game hosted by Scott. Had uh, Jake Manny and David taking on Eric Ede and Mason for uh, Jake. Got his first L in this uh, episode. Um. Uh, so I said uh, in my notes, I say we need to make the oh yeah the ba- the Mason baby uh, name pool. We need to make that a thing. We do still need to fit. We do need to get that into action. We've been talking about Jamarcus Giat for a while. Jamarcus um, Giat. We um, I want to just take offense to the fact that I think David took a shot at us or maybe it was Eid or somebody took a shot at us for being unable to name, uh, make, make up a good team name. And Mason and I, um, absolutely agree with that. Uh, it's just, it's, we are just <laughs> terrible at, at coming up with those. We take no offense and we, we fully embrace it to the point where I think in one of the later episodes in this, we actually came up with the fact that we can't come up with clever names. Can't like with good names. names. So yeah. Leaning into the bit. I have on here um, David references David reference of Lil Penny instead of Little 
gets a you people from Scott from Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I um I also think my so not to just solely focus on David here, but um what cracked me up was that he protested something about the first home run in the Metrodome. Yeah. Like he like actively had a different answer ready for it. Yeah. Like, oh you can't like nobody knew the answer to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, How in the world did he know? And it's even worse if you knew the second. I'll give it to like Josh. Uh, maybe. Yeah. But maybe. even then, I can't tell you who hit the first one. 1982, I think, was the year, right? Yeah. 82, 83. I wouldn't have known. I can't tell you who hit the first home run in the ballpark. I can tell you who hit the furthest home run in the ballpark, but not the first. Yeah. You have a pen that you're playing with there? Stop. Oh, is it? Sorry, pen. my bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David protests a question about uh, Tom Herbeck. We talked about that, meaning yep. uh, he is now officially dead to all Minnesota-related BTP hosts. <laughs> um, Scott's third quarter spelling bee baseball edition was unbelievably awesome. I loved it. I did too. I would suck at it, but I absolutely loved it. Um, I actually thought the last one of the Let It Ride series was the easiest, but maybe because Grzelanek played in the it, for the Royals for a long time. Oh, that so was, you saw was, the name a lot. Yeah, I, I I had that one down pat, but yeah. Um, so then with this being Jake's first loss, who's next on Eric Eads list? Hit list. Yeah. Oh man, who is next on Eric Eads hit list? Tim Geving, probably. He's just oh, going no, back but, around but going back Tim around Geving. to the front. <laughs> like, oh, I've, I've ran through everybody, now I gotta start over with Tim. <laughs> Poor Tim. Poor Tim. <laughs> I love Tim. He's awesome. Um, and I'm I'm just gonna have one mild critique. Is Scott should have broke up the Roy Williamses slightly differently. Like I would have done. Remember, this is the one where he had three Roy Williams answers and then a random one at the end. And, oh uh, yeah. And then I would have done like somebody, somebody else, Roy Williams, and then Roy Williams for comedic yeah. effect. But kind of um, like uh, uh, Dan did with the uh, Priest Holmes. Yeah, the De- Deuteronomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else did that? Who somebody else did that with Dan, the running backs? Dan did it again. Dan with did running it again. Backs. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. All right. Um, anything else on two twenty nine? Um, no, I did like the fact that we saw and uh, we had an Alex Binder sighting, even though it was. Um, via a question that he wrote for Scott. haven't seen or heard oh, from that guy yeah. in a while. And so it was good to hear uh, a familiar name that we had that I had not heard from in a while. So yeah. good. that was cool. Glad Alex, he... if you're out there and listening, let's get you on, buddy. If the if the winds in Pittsburgh haven't blown you away. Yeah. Kansas, it's, it's not, there's not. I was going to say, like, yeah. There's three trees in Pittsburgh, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> played the windiest baseball game of my entire career in Pittsburgh, Kansas. The wind was blowing out at a steady 60 miles an hour, gusting to 80. Like you could hit a pop fly to short and it ended up on the softball field behind <laughs> like a hundred feet behind the baseball field. It was my favorite part insane. about Alex is when he, uh, the, the one time rec- recorder was on his, was in his closet. So like yes. his high rag was behind him or something. Like yes. That. Um, yeah. All right, moving on to episode 230, which was uh, Balls Eid Has Seen. <laughs> <laughs> I, forget, well, I forget 
How old? What's the, like the was very, very last of, question of the game, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, it was different types of... Um, yeah, the question had to do with the different types of uh, sports balls or sport whatever. <laughs> it's so. like, these are all balls I've seen. Yeah. I had a spit take in my car while I... Even though I knew it was coming at some point, I had kind of forgot about it because you're that deep in the episode and you just kind of get in that lull of, oh, well, the the, the episode title's already been there. Yeah. And it's the very last question and it snuck up on me a little bit. So so little behind the scenes, I took these notes like on the, literally I'm looking at it. It was at, uh, on the, all these notes that I've been referencing were on the 26th and the 27th of November. And I make them a little bit vague because I had just listened to the episode because I always re-listened to it before we record the OT. So Mm -hmm. here we go. I don't know what I wrote this about, but I do write that the, um, the intro was dominated by a middle-aged white guy talk. I'm not quite sure what we talked about, but I uh, uh, talked about naps and I need to, I need to weigh in here <laughs> with, um, with a very important agreement to the conversation that naps are phenomenal. And I, this past weekend I took a, I needed to go down and do some work at our family cabin, uh, to winterize some stuff and, uh, and like fix a thermostat. And it's, it's like off of the beaten path. You know, in the in kind of in the woods, it's all quiet. It's comfortable. It's warm, and I just took Nolan with me, and I got down there, and it is like it's, it's like walking into a wall of tryptophan. You just go in there, <laughs> and you're like, this is so relaxing. I just want to, and I nap harder in that cabin than I have. I can I can't nap that hard at home on my bed or anything. But when I get to the cabin, it's like. There's no electronics. There's no, no it's just, oh, like Boom. sink into the rocking chair and I'm out cold. So nice. I actually listened to this and then took a ridiculously hard nap to the point where Nolan woke me up and was like, dad, I think I'm ready to go to bed. And I was like, what? what? My five-year-old. <laughs> oh, what so, else? Yeah. Um, I had Matt, uh, talkie, uh, Matt Taco. Now we've, I guess we have just given up on just calling him Matt. We're just, just taco now. Straight up calling him Taco now. That's yeah, what I think the we're deal just is. Taco so, now. Yeah. So uh, Matt referenced his Jeopardy appearance on this episode where he couldn't talk about what happened, but because uh, I think it was going to air the next day or something. It was, yes. It was. And then he references, I don't remember if it was in this or if it's going to be, if we're talking about it, it was in the Bruce Bochy's Husky Head episode he talks about <laughs> what um what happened in that episode so if you're willing yeah. to get to 232 you can find out the climactic outcome of of matt's second foray second into the run, jeopardy yeah. sphere i have uh david doesn't let a team answer a question about robin roberts i don't remember him i don't remember playing. that one I do remember the Robin Roberts reference because it was about a basketball player that was also a host. I think I think that was a halftime question. We I thought we had a they the halftime in this one was name I named celebrities, you name the team they root for. And one of the um one of the teams that came up in the discussion for one of them was I someone said, I don't think they root for the Rays. And I stopped and I paused. <laughs> 
my episode and then I said, can I think of a celebrity that roots for the Rays? Yeah. And I spent like three to five minutes coming up with nothing at all. So yeah. whoever came up with that, what a, just what a terrible reference. I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but just a terrible reference. I have a quote that befuddled look on David's face is brought to you by befuddled juice. When Eid <laughs> assumed that David had the wrong answer to a question before David even said what the answer was. <laughs> David, I thought that was funny. Befuddled I've seen juice. that look on his face, the furrowed yeah. brow. Yep. The kind of stare into in up a, the head turn. I wish you all could see this. I'm doing a really good impression of it. You are. You're nailing it. Thank you. David, you'd be laughing really hard. <laughs> and then the last note I have was, uh, <laughs> this was the episode where it was, uh, I think the in the fourth quarter was about uh, another Dom DiMaggio came up. And there was yes. a reference to Cheryl, his sister Cheryl DiMaggio or something like that. <laughs> we did have Cheryl Swoops, I think. <laughs> Maybe it, it got brought up and then it was Cheryl DiMaggio. Um, the it's default woman answer combined with the default old timey uh, baseball old timey baseball brother yeah. answer. Cheryl DiMaggio, wait, how many DiMaggios were there? <laughs> There's no tell. History has no way to tell. There yeah, really exactly. isn't. They lost track at Dom. There's yeah. lots of them running after around. that. <laughs> yeah, because the question wasn't the question about the uh, longest hitting streak in uh, Red Sox history. Yeah, so the first one was the longest hitting streak in Yankees history, and then Goliath was the longest hitting streak in Red Sox history. So, yeah. Yes. All right. And um, anything else from two thirty? Uh, no. I had to. He did a very good pre and post game, and I don't remember exactly what the pre and post game was. Now, oh, like. It blew out of my head, but good job, David, on your pre and post game. Way to go. Good job. Uh, you did great. Uh, moving on to 231. I didn't write a ton of notes on this one. Um, this one was this quarterback one. greeting with with Philip Rivers. This one was hosted by Taco, had uh, David Feuder and Josh versus Ede and Scott. I wrote down that uh, Taco writes an Ede and Scott heavy first um first half with uh curriculum vitae yes that was the i was i have a note in here about how much i loved trade history curriculum vitae oh that's right trade history great great one i actually had zero recollection of zach randolph as a maverick and i went back and read about it and it's because he never played a game as a maverick he got they traded for him and then Donnie Nelson says, "There's no, we have no intention of him playing for us." And they waived him two days later. So the amount that, of times on the immaculate grid when a player's pitcher will show up, and they'll be wearing a hat for a team that they never played for, <laughs> and you're like, "What? That person didn't play for Boston? What the hell?" Yeah. And you look it up, and no, they never did. Why? Why is their pitcher on Baseball Reference? <laughs> from boston <laughs> anyway i thought that's funny we had the reverse david lux halftime which should have been called the david ducks halftime oh yeah um where it one. was two entertainment things that blended together to make a a professional athlete so you know he did that david has been on that 
Yeah, TV shows. Yeah, that are that are part of two sports answers, and yeah. you know, uh, and so um, Taco put his thing down, flipped it, and reversed it, and did sports <laughs> as the overlap. And I loved it. I thought right. it was great, but I think it needs a name like, yeah, I think we'll call it the Lavid Ducks Memorial Episcopalian Memorial Episcopal. Um, <laughs> Lavid Ducks is Episcopalian overlaps. That's the other, that's the, the round's going to be called from now on. Well, that's all you, you know. And he also had a lot of, uh, he did have a lot of dead people in his first, uh, in his halftime. We had, uh, he had Sean Taylor, he had Chandler uh-huh. Bing, and yeah. he had Derek Carr, whose career is dead. So, if I recall correctly, this was shortly after Matthew Perry passed away, too. It was, so there yeah. was like a, uh, too soon, too soon. It was too soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then at one point or another, the other note that I had in here, and I'm, I'm interested in your take on this, um, I think that there is no further gap between importance of event and quality of event than the Army-Navy game. There's no further gap between... Yeah. How important an event is and how good the high event quality is. is yeah, yeah it's, it it's is. like the army navy game is the opposite of trying to get florida state into the playoff because florida state's like <laughs> yes. well they will uh, alabama will provide a better game against michigan kind of a deal like yeah, well, yeah okay so army navy nobody cares about how those teams is, play they, everyone cares about the game yes the, it is a i mean it's a cultural event and a historic thing and it was painful to watch this this year oh, it, it is was, this it year was, what are you talking about Every i got that's the first this is the first year i paid attention to it in a lo- oh, little oh really while. yeah i was gonna I, ask that question so as a nun because you're you weren't in yeah. the service nope. did you have family members in the service that you care about it that like, uh yeah like my, like, oh, my, my uncle was in the army so i cheer for army kind of a deal I, I cheer for navy my grandpa and my um my uncles were all navy guys okay. so um but you know we, they never were like adamant go navy beat army guys like actually my grandpa would wake up and watch notre dame football games because he was more catholic than navy and um so he never really you know insisted on us taking a side or another but i've always kind of leaned that way because my family that that served there but sure have barely paid attention to the game you know watched it on the background but i sat down and watched more of it this year and it was it was partly because i think i was I paid attention to it more because I was driving and there was no other sports on. This and, was uh, the uh, was tough. first year in a long time that I can remember. I think 2020 I was packing, so I wasn't. we weren't doing this. But otherwise, every year the Army-Navy game is the, the – during the game is when I make Christmas cookies. That's That's cool. I'd always been like – just kind of happened to always be, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm making the – the peanut butter, peanut butter with the Hershey Kisses ones on top. Oh man, <laughs> sounds delicious. That's what we should have a bracket for. Is our <laughs> our best. favorite holiday like uh, treats or whatever kind of a deal? Yeah, it's yeah that that uh, that bracket last night couldn't have gone any longer. So it would yeah, I would have that'll come out here. Way. I think uh, I'm not quite sure what date, but the Patreon bonus where we have the uh, bracket of holiday movies. I it's, was unable to attend, and I'm kind of happy I was because, from what I heard, it was uh, 
It wasn't it was, quite a basketball, but it was pretty it, close. It was. We, we have. We had a dark horse make a Sweet Sixteen run, yeah. and uh, we were all worried we were going to have another basketball. But uh, we, 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 yeah, cooler heads prevailed. Good. And uh, we, I believe, we had a very good final t- four and a very good final two, and a very deserving winner that was not a basketball this time. Good. And we had Neil. Yeah, Neil was on. So yeah. Okay, so that's going to wrap it up here for these episodes for November, the ones coming up in December that we will be uh, recouping or, uh, excuse me, reviewing. Uh, One you guys have already heard, 223, which was Bruce Boshi's Husky Head, which came out on the 5th. Then the one that came out here just the other day on the 12th was Honey, I Shrunk, Juan Antonio (laughs) Samaranch. I don't remember this one. Was I on this episode? No, you weren't on that one. No, That's, oh this no, is the Josh... I was on it. Matt, and oh, I was on this one. I don't remember this one. Uh, uh, no, Antonio. this was uh, the Josh Schneider game. Were yeah, you on the Josh, Josh Schneider game? I, well, my name's right oh. there on the list. Oh, I played in the game. Oh yeah, that's right. My bad. We all oh, this was recorded the, the Tuesday before I had my surgery. So yeah. Oh, so. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so then later on in the month, so next Tuesday, the 19th of December, we're having episode 234, which is the mustache that transcends time, which was hosted by Taco and it had, um, David and Matt Coleman. Yeah. Matt Coleman Coleman. versus Josh and Mason. Then, um, I have the dates kind of TBD on here, but I think what's going to happen is, is. Eid has a holiday game that he's done for the last couple of years. And if I recall correctly, we're going to release that on Friday the 22nd. So people can listen to that over the Christmas weekend. Then on Friday the 29th, we're going to release Dan's the third year in a row now that Dan is what (laughs) somehow we got started being called Dan's Fireside Fireside Trivia, where it has him, Gary Middleton, Scott Barber, and Greg. I always forget Greg's last name. Zeth? I think that's right. And uh, yeah. Phil, right? No, not Phil. Phil wasn't just the four of them. And what they do is they just kind of round robin, go back and forth, and they there's no game. It's just random trivia. And I was recording it and came in at about the hour and 15 mark and they were just wrapping up. And so I sat in for the last few questions. So a lot of fun. Those guys are always a lot of fun. So then those episodes will be dropping and then back in, then starting on January 9th is when we will have our next full length episode, which will be 235. But we will talk about episode 235 when we talk about our January OT episodes. So Get a lot of walling coming up in the next few episodes. Just yeah. get, just hold on to your butts. The comedy <laughs> just flies off the shelves. Always, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to want to want to chat about here before um, making some changes here for the Patreon folks? We are going to be uh, submitting or doing our last fast break episode here, and uh, on tomorrow it's dropping. So we just decided that the fast break episodes weren't really providing a lot of value and they actually take a lot of time to create and produce and organize. And we didn't think a lot of people were actually listening to them. So 
But that doesn't mean we're going to actually be doing some significant changes to the Patreon um, like uh, levels and the rewards and stuff like that. We have a lot of people in our Patreon who have been supporting us a lot for a very long time. So thank you to all you patrons out there. Thank you and Merry Christmas to all of you. And honestly, and really what, what Matt didn't want to say is that I hosted, I'm hosting the last fast break and really it's one of the best games ever written. And we just couldn't do another one because we had reached a pinnacle of trivia and we thought, let's quit. Let's go out on top. Like looking at the the spreadsheet right here where we have all the information. I see that there's absolutely filled with absolutely nothing. (laughs) I guess so. Guess as you, you can fill see, that out. you did a fantastic <laughs> job of filling that out for me. Appreciate that. Sorry, uh, I'll do that after this. Uh, I promise. It's all good. It's We're all producing good. on the fly, folks. This is live live radio. Um, but I was going to say uh, yes. Uh, thank you, uh, Sam Carr, for producing this music. Oh, it's so funky. We always say thank you to Justin for producing the music that he did for our regular episodes, but thank you, Sam, for producing this. Sam Carr, then, fellow fellow World Series champion. There you go. Yeah, that's right. We did it. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Sure <laughs> did. Sure did. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, for, uh, for Eric, I'm Matt. Have a great holiday season, everyone, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you.